Welcome to the Inside the Board Study Smarter series dedicated to helping you learn to think like a question writer so you can study smarter, not harder, and succeed on your exam. Hello and welcome to Bugs and Drugs. I'm your host, Sephora, and I'm thrilled to take you through today's episode. Let's begin. A 45-year-old man presents to the urgent care with fever, joint pain, and a rash. He reports something similar happened years ago, but he did not get it evaluated at the time. He reports otherwise being healthy and no comorbidities or required medications. He reports three new sexual partners in the last six months and reports not using protection. Physical exam is significant for scleral icterus and a low-grade fever. Laboratory evaluation shows elevated AST and ALT. Further testing reveals antibodies to two viruses of interest. Virus A is a DNA virus in the hepatinavirus family, and virus B is a RNA virus in the Delta virus family. What is the most consistent with this patient's current presentation? A. Bacterial superinfection. B. Reassortment. C. Complementation. D. Phenotypic mixing. The answer is C. Complementation. So what symptoms do we see in this patient? We see fever, arthralgias, rash, and the fact that he has history of a similar course. He has scleral icterus. He's got elevated liver enzymes and also multiple sexual partners. And he doesn't use protection. This presentation likely means that he has viral hepatitis. Since he has history of these similar episodes in the past, this gives us a clue that he already has hep B. The stem states that the testing reveals antibodies to two viruses, and this clues us in to the fact that this might be a recurrence or a superinfection with hepatitis D. So why is the answer complementation? Complementation is when a virus has a mutation leading to a non-functional protein, and a second virus makes a protein that is able to serve both viruses. The first answer will be incorrect, because this is in a bacterial superinfection. This patient's presentation is more consistent with viral hepatitis. Answer B was reassortment. And where do we see reassortment? Reassortment happens in viruses with segmented genomes, like influenza, where they exchange genetic material, and actually that's how H1N1 influenza virus became a pandemic, because there's a complex reassortment of genes from human, from avian, and swine viruses. Choice D would be wrong because phenotypic mixing, even though it involves two different viruses, It doesn't require that one virus be dependent on the other for infectability. So the key point to learn here is that complementation is where a virus has a mutation leading to a non-functional protein, and a second virus makes a protein that's able to serve both viruses. So bottom line is, for hepatitis D to be infectious, it needs to have a co-infection of hepatitis B. So even though there's different types of hepatitis viruses and they come from different families like RNA or DNA, mostly the signs and symptoms of all hepatitis viruses 
are pretty much the same. They have like episodes of fever, jaundice, elevated liver enzymes, but there are ways to differentiate them. Hepatitis B, as we've seen in this patient, is a DNA hepadenovirus. Hepatitis D, on the other hand, is an RNA virus, a Delta virus. Both hepatitis B and hepatitis D are spread by sexual contact or parenteral and perinatal. The incubation period for hepatitis B is very long, months basically. For hepatitis D, it can differentiate. It depends on what kind of infection it is. So if it's a super infection, meaning that a person had hep B first and then they had hepatitis D, that would mean that it has a short incubation period. But let's say it's a co-infection. It's hepatitis D and hepatitis B at the same time. That would mean that it's going to have a long incubation. The symptoms for both of these viruses, hep B and D, is basically the same, like fever, joint pain, rash, along with the other signs and symptoms that we see with all the hepatitis viruses, like jaundice and elevated liver enzymes. Things to remember are, if a person has had hepatitis B and then they develop hepatitis D, a super infection, that would be a worse prognosis. And that brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for more on micro and farm.